Pilo. Yeah. It's, uh, it's Mardi Gras week. It's Lundi. Is today Lundi Gras? Really? Yeah, That's that the is? thing? Today is Moon, moon, moon Day. Loon Day. <laughs> oh, this episode's doomed from the beginning. This is awesome. If you guys can't tell, we're worn the hell out from the weekend. Um, but I do have my Curly Hase 23 shirt on. So yeah, it looks great. It really is a really cool shirt. Got some other cool shirts this weekend, too, man. But yeah, it's, it's Mardi Gras week. That means you got Ash Wednesday coming up. We got more baseball. Fat Tuesday tomorrow. Fat Tuesday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Um, Students are out on break. It's another perk of going to Southern Miss. You get Mardi Gras break. Yeah, you know we never did any of that up in Jackson, you didn't up around the Jackson area. We we didn't have the money. I came down. I didn't. I didn't even know. Then they're like, "What? You aren't going to the parades?" I was like, "What? For, what?" what? <laughs> Thought that was just a New Orleans thing. It's like a way of life thing. Yeah, yeah. I would say every now we, everybody's got one. So anyway, but it's very cool, man. We got a bunch to get to today. So why don't you kick us off? Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great night. Uh, we got a lot to get to. Let's get to the show. Welcome to to the top talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk, recording this on February the 20th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I am your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. Yo, yo, man. Uh, yeah, we're, this... we're, we're, yeah, we're definitely going to get through it. I promise we're going to get through it. We've been going seven years strong on this. It, the, the, the weekend got me. I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm so glad yeah. that today is President's Day. I wasn't real sure why we had off today. I just knew it, I had it off. And I'm so glad I'm that George Washington had a birthday on this day. Yeah. Uh, he could not come in better. T- you know, people say you should have Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, Super Bowl the, the following Monday after Super Bowl Sunday off should be a holiday. Yeah. I'll take opening weekend in baseball because you've got that in football too with, um, what is that? Labor day. Yeah. I think so. With football, usually the first weekend I needed it, man. I know we got another game tomorrow and we got seven in a row starting off, but man, yeah, it was super fun. <laughs> it was great. Um, roost, uh, the roost was in full effect. And yeah, I'm feeling it. So anyways, um, but don't forget, we have a new sponsor now. Today's episode is brought to you by 4th Street Bar and Grill, always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. Have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. These are home style plate lunches. And not only do they have that, they have other stuff today. Like I said, I was off. I got through a, a, a bunch of errands around the house and decided to go up for lunch. And and um, since we were so unhealthy all weekend, decided to go salad. And I had a fried chicken salad. It was awesome. Put a pic of it out on social. It's um, it's, it's a healthy portion. I didn't even finish it all. I had to bring yeah. some of it home. I don't know what that says about me not being able to get through a salad. But I think it says more... About oh, if you uh, if you these, see the picture on social, you'll you'll see why you couldn't get yeah, through it. That thing was impressive. More like of the the size of the salad. There's all the stuff. There's tons of 
chicken and onions and, and all the goodness. And the lady was like, you know what? You look like you're going to need some more ranch. I was like, I'm probably am going to need some more ranch. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it, it was great. Uh, thanks to four street. Uh, I got to sit down with slave for a little bit and catch up. So, uh, hit him up, man. Uh, actually, a lot of the uh, he was telling me a lot of the uh, softball people. Um, yeah, uh, from, from our team and and from uh, or parents from our team and from the other teams, they were playing in that uh, softball tournament. Found their way over to Four Streets, closest place to it. You know, I don't think they knew about it right away, but once they found it, they told other people, and they ended up getting a good crowd walking over from the softball game. So it's the best place to go, man. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's good. Won't break the bank, and um, you get plenty to eat and drink. So yeah, I mean, with, I like literally with track things. and field, soccer, and softball, there it's pract- its own campus. So mm-hmm. I mean, no doubt. We do have uh, one more commercial slot that we're trying to fill for the show. I have been doing a horrible job of actually trying to fill that, <laughs> but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit better job. Uh, but for the upcoming baseball season, uh, shoot us a message if you or your business is interested cheap advertising um, that is straight lined into the veins of, of Southern Miss fans. Um, you can DM the show at to the top talk or email us at to the top talk at gmail.com. And we'll get you in there. It's a, yeah. it's, it's just a mid roll uh, line a commercial in, in the middle and a mention at the end. So it's good. Uh, other than that, man, what happened this weekend? Well, uh, yeah. Opening weekend at the beat for baseball. So we had three games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Men's and women's basketball played a couple of games each. Southern Miss golf got going. And a new fathead was revealed out in the right field roost. And what I mean by fathead to the people that don't know what I'm talking about, uh, if you go to the games at the Pete, you'll see the, the, the faces popping up over the right field wall when something happens or the boot popping up and swaying back and forth when, when there's right. an error uh, committed. Uh, by the other team that's what i'm talking about and we've had a bunch of them through the years uh gabe montenegro i think was the latest one and they do one per year uh so that one was revealed after the sunday game we happened to be there for Mm -hmm. it yeah it was awesome um, and we just lucked our way into that that was cool uh so we'll get to that um but and also what happened since the last time recorded was you know people have started kind of making their way over to the merchandise site so why don't you get people caught up on uh, how they can go buy stuff yeah absolutely so if, you, if it's been a little while since you've listened and you kind of picked it back up because baseball's rolling uh we're no longer on the t public site we moved over to bonfire uh, it's a great site a lot higher quality t-shirt we have a lot more control over pricing and uh the t-shirts we got some comfort colors i know a lot of people like those long sleeve short sleeve it's starting to warm up we have uh we have the tank tops, even lots of cool colors, um, designs. So, and if, and if you want to see something, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us and shoot us a DM of like, hey, I really want this cool design. I think it would be fun to have on a shirt. Uh, I mean, it's our most successful shirt we had last year was the Rally Cat shirt, and it literally just came out of an organic thing that happened at a baseball game one night. So, um, look out for stuff like that. You know, if something crazy happens, it'll probably be on a shirt. So that website is bonfire.com slash store slash to the top talk. And again, like I said, there's lots on there. We have basketball stuff. And then as we inch closer to football, which I think Thursday, they start spring football practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as soon as we kind of creep a little closer to the fall, uh, we'll kind of ramp up with some some new designs for football season. But right now, it's primarily focused on baseball and basketball. 
Good deal. Yeah, and you know, it might be a hair more expensive, but I don't think shipping costs as much and right. the quality of the shirts is way better. So yep. anyway, it's cool. Patrick's done all of that. He does a fantastic job with it. Um, and speaking of Patrick and speaking of the roost and speaking of all that, we're about to get into some basketball, but man, when you get to a uh, roost season, that means grills are firing up yeah. all over the place. Um, so, and I think your foodie talk this week is, is centered around, uh, around the roost. Yeah. So mainly, you know, we love to focus on a restaurant or something we have or a, a hot take or some kind of. Uh, top five or top three but this week we you know we were kind of talking before the show and, and really wanted to focus on the roost and then and, and i'm just going to kind of run off some things that we cooked in roost spot 39 last year uh and kind of what we can expect and i know jason baker our, our good friend and voice of uh, the espn plus broadcast uh, you know he, he got to experience some of this on the air so if you watch some of those we uh, Jason and I went up there several times last year, bought him a plate of different things and he sampled it on, on the broadcast, which was awesome. So I, I know one thing I love to do is I'll usually smoke a Boston, butt, um, some pulled pork and kind of bring it up there. I think last year we knocked out 12 pounds in one game. Uh, so I smoked a 12 pound, <laughs> butt, and by the end of the game, it was gone. Uh, everybody knows about Coop's, uh, chicken. And I think last game I, I told Coop, I said, let's change it from Coop's chicken to recruits chicken. Uh, cause it ended up right. helping us getting some, getting some basketball players. Uh, I know we had some ribs out there. We always are doing some sort of, uh, little butcher sausage, uh, pineapple, jalapeno, cheddar. There's all kind of stuff like that. That's usually almost a given every time. Uh, then the, you know, the normal hot dogs, uh, the rally corn, we can get into that one day. Um, uh, it's uh it's got to do it in the right order um but uh, yeah i mean there's lots of stuff and there's always uh you don't have to look very far uh to see somebody else firing up something so um i know some people will do crawfish out there some people will do uh you know fish fries and stuff like that so it's 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 always happening out there uh it is a good time at the peat and the roost and uh, lots of exciting stuff no doubt. Yeah. Baker came by after us. Uh, what was it? Maybe the, I think it was the Sunday game. I don't it was Sunday, they all run yeah. together. Mm-hmm. It was a Sunday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he was kind of wondering where his food was like, dude, um, we're, we're, we're running off fumes here, my man. So we're going to do better this weekend. Bake, hang in, hang in there with us. Yes, sir. And don't forget that you can go and for all the foodie recommendations, uh, go follow Patrick at his, his foodie, uh, is foodie on Twitter, uh, on, on Twitter. Well, is it on Twitter and Instagram? No, just Instagram. And there's a Facebook page, but, okay. uh, mainly Instagram, uh, hub city underscore eats. Yep. Let's Lots get some Hattiesburg, uh, food, food recommendations on there. I'm going to, I'm going to interrupt you. So like if people are coming into town and you don't live there, there's lots of places like, man, we don't really know where to eat. Stuff's changed. What's happening downtown. Got it all covered there. So, um, Check it out. Yeah, so you don't need Yelp. You just need this. That's right. Uh, let's get to basketball. Yeah. Basketball's killing it. Um, 24 and 5, 13 and 3 in the Sun Belt. So, so it makes me so happy to, to hear those numbers. Um, <laughs> we had a pair of games this week. One was at South Alabama, and then we had Senior Day at Reed Green Coliseum. Mm-hmm. And, and 
that is not the right spot for that note. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, but the first, the first of which we played versus South Alabama, a lot like that last comment I made. This one was very forgettable. Lost this game eighty-five to fifty-four. It just Ouch. wasn't good. Um, and you know, I, I thought this was funny, but you always look for consistency, right? Right. Well, we scored 27 points in both halves. So that's that's very consistent. Unfortunately, South Alabama scored 42 in the first and 43 in the second. Not our night, man. USA played awesome. Yeah. Nothing went our way. Uh, basketball on the road is tough. In Division One, the Sun Belt's tough. Southern Miss only had two guys in double figures, Harris with 10 and Victor Hart with 10. Nice. Nobody played more than 30 minutes total um, as the game was just kind of out of hand, right? And, um, and, and Southern Miss ended up playing everybody that, that made the trip, all 15 players. Mm-hmm. So that's about all I have to say about that. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just one of those, you know, you, you're on a roll, you're hot. We'd won nine in a row. That would have been 10 in a row. Um, uh, I can kind of blame my dad, maybe. Uh, he was there. I hyped him up, and I, he's always asking about basketball, and I'm like, we won another one, you know, eight in a row, five, you know, five in a row, six in a row. And I'm always texting him after the games are over. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go to the game. And uh, so he actually brought two of his friends and that they lived down, oh, there Mobile, no. they down there in Mobile. And I was just like, hang in there. We're a second half team. And we didn't look very good the first half. And then I'm like, oh, boy. Um, and then I just didn't text him back. And I think I talked to him like a day later. So, uh Sorry, Dad. Uh, it was it was it was just one of those nights, you know. Not your night. Um, at least it wasn't a buzzer beater, you know. Like it, this one, I can get over with uh, really quickly. Uh, oh yeah, five minutes into the second half, I was like, whatever. This is. <laughs> I mean, this is. I think right. I made the analogy the other day. This is Tiger Woods shooting like a seventy-seven. Yep. Yeah, it happens, right? And, and not trying to take anything away from us. I mean, look. They don't have a lot of wins, but they've lost so many really close games, and finally they put it all together. And they caught us on a really bad night. When that happens, you lose by thirty. So uh, it's kind of unbelievable yeah. that but that the players that we have can have nights like that. But it's not unheard of. I mean, you know, it's so whatever. It happened. I think we all got past it. I was hoping that the basketball team got past it too, because we had Senior Day coming up on mm-hmm. in, in a couple of days after that on Saturday, back at Reed Green Coliseum. And, and we did. Uh, came back and, and bounced back with a victory over Georgia Southern, won this game 73-62. to 62. So, senior day, uh, Denajee Harris, DeAndre Pinckney, Felipe Hase, Tyler Mormon, Nico Aguirre, and Marcelo Perez all play their mm-hmm. last game at Reader and Coliseum. Probably, I guess it's still an outside shot that you might could play some more games there, but... For all intents and purposes, that was the last game they'll ever play at Reed Green. And I was a little bit worried about the crowd because for whatever reason, the powers that be decided to do these three huge events right around campus, being the basketball game, mm-hmm. the Mardi Gras parade, and the baseball game, all that need a lot of people to go to them. And they all use like the same streets around campus. Right. And they did them overlapping each other. So you had basketball at noon, you had the Mardi Gras parade at one, and you had baseball at four. It took me 45 minutes to get back to my house. I live less than a mile from uh, from Reed Green Coliseum. Yeah. And uh, and it took me, I say 45, let's just, maybe it was 35. Anyway, 
it wasn't like four like it normally is. Yeah, you know? way more than it should have. It was a nightmare, but 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 the crowd at the game, um, I I thought it would suffer a little bit more, but the final total was four thousand eight hundred and eighty-eight butts and yeah. seats that included almost zero students, and I can understand that. I would have probably still been at the game, but I get it. It's Mardi Gras. We're an hour and a half from New Orleans. Not to mention all the other parades. Hell, we had one. So I don't know where they are at, but and they were off on Monday too, so it's a long weekend. They took advantage of it, but having four thousand eight hundred eighty-eight in the stands. With, I mean, I want to say less than 25 students probably um, wow. is, a, is a pretty damn good number. So um, it was good. But but so as far as the game goes, Georgia Southern was coming off a road trip to Marshall mm-hmm. where they had it won. They gave it up really late. I want to say they were up like 11 points, like a minute and a half to go and blew it. Um, then they had to get on a plane and come all the way to Hattiesburg. Um, that that was probably not easy. And, um, and, and, and also – you know, I just we weren't going to lose this game. Uh, now with the opportunity to go fifteen and zero at Reed Green Coliseum and that yeah. on senior day, so huge accomplishment. Um, sure. Uh, at the break, Eagles had a six point lead. Ended up winning it by eleven. Uh, could have been worse if we didn't. We had we had a lot of these fast break opportunities mm-hmm. where with Nefty, you get that Sports Center play that gets the hundreds of thousands of views. Right. And then you also get some that just, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it, it's, he, Ladner in the post game said you're, he's high risk, high reward. That's exactly what he is. That's a perfect um, description. You know, uh, so it could have been a lot worse. I mean, there were a handful of, of fast break opportunities where, you know, instead of taking the easy one, we were trying something fancy. And now the, the, the flip side of that is if you convert on those, well, that's when the, the roof gets blown off the joint, you are probably going like a 15 point run. Yeah. So you take, it's, 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 it's a good problem to have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that being said, we probably should have won it by a little bit more. Um, so you had that. You had fast-paced, and you also had a little chippiness um, with uh, seven minutes and 20 seconds to go in the game. Then yeah, Harris and, and McFatton, which is an unfortunate name, McFatton. Anyway, wow. they, they, they got into a, a little tiff, um, and then the crowd got into it. Benches kind of cleared. Um, it was ended up resulting in an assistant coach for each team being ejected. I'm not sure how they ended up doing that. I know you can't leave the bench, but kind of everybody did. So how they ended up pinpointing one assistant coach from each side. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm glad they didn't get rid of the He didn't do anything. I mean, he, he was after a made bucket, he was kind of turned around and did nudge a guy, um, but didn't start a fight by any means. The guy got right. up off the ground and initiated everything. And then mm-hmm. number 12, uh, for Georgia Southern, just puts Denage like in a headlock. And that's when all hell broke loose. All right. 12 stayed in the game. Denage stayed in the game. I don't know. It was, it, it, it's, it's good that, that, that cooler heads prevailed. Um, but, but it was, it was, it was definitely some excitement there. Uh, kind of a, a miniature hockey game, uh, uh, scenario going on there for a second. But as far as the actual basketball, uh, Nefty Alvarez, we talked about him a minute ago, making some bad plays. <laughs> he played a great game. Um, yeah. he, he had himself a day. Uh, Mo Arnold, uh, he, he, Mo Arnold had three fouls really early, so Nefty had to play a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. He played 36 minutes, goes five of seven from three-point range, scores 19 points. Hase went for 13 points, nine rebounds, and seven assists. Pinkney scores 12. Denajay Harris uh, ends up with nine points and 14 rebounds. So 
overall a great bounce back win um had some fireworks but but it was a nice way to close out the season at reed green yeah absolutely and you know looking ahead next up uh you know hit a little roadie to finish out the regular season uh go to old dominion and texas state you know those are right next to each other on the road uh so old dominion we're right we're there wednesday uh the 22nd at 6 p.m and texas state on friday uh, the 24th at 7 p.m yeah of course you know these games are moved up a little bit because conference tournament starts uh the following week right so yeah wednesday and friday uh keep those dates in mind um lady eagles played yeah. two games this week as well you want to get us caught up on them yeah, so they uh, they were at Georgia State and at Louisiana Monroe, and the Lady Eagles won both. Um, so first off, the Georgia State game, we won that one 71-57. Uh, Lady Eagles came out hot, uh, led 21-9 after the first quarter, and never really looked back. Dominique Davis does what she does with 20 points, and Lady Cornfield added 15. Uh, another uh, nice line for Femi and Rose Warren. Femi scores seven and has nine rebounds. Rose six points five rebounds. Um, so really going to work on on the on the rebounds um, and out rebounding Georgia State forty to twenty two. So huge difference uh, there wow. in that game. Um, and then after that, uh, you know they travel to Monroe. Uh, won this one eighty four eighty two. And man, what a game! If you didn't hear about this one. Uh, Lady Eagles were down a bunch uh, at the half. They fought back to get it to overtime and then won in overtime. So uh, Monroe was up 50-31 at the break. Southern Miss closes the gap to six in the third and then dominates the fourth quarter to really force overtime. Cornfield with two clutch free throws to force overtime. Uh, Grayson goes for 25-7. and seven. Dominique Davis... 21-point day, 2 of 4 from 3, and 5 of 6 from the stripe. Uh, Cornfield with 16 points, 8 assists. Rose Warren added 6 points, 8 assists, and 0 turnovers. And so uh, looking ahead for them, they're going uh, – they have a senior night at Reed Green against Troy on Wednesday the 22nd at 6. And then at uh, Lafayette on Friday the 24th at 5 p.m. So one at home, one away uh, for the Lady Eagles. Yeah, and they got it rolling. Uh, overall, right now, the Lady Eagles sit at 18 and 9, uh, 11 and 5 mm-hmm. in Sunbelt play. So so they are not out of it at all. Um, and getting updated on the Sunbelt standings, as far as the men go, Southern Miss sits alone at the top at 13 and 3. Followed by Marshall, who's alone in second place at twelve and four. Right. Louisiana Lafayette and James Madison tied at eleven and five. Old Dominion and Troy tied at nine and seven. South Al and App tied at eight and eight. And everybody else is seven and nine or worse, so they don't get mentioned. On the women's side, um, James Madison and Troy lead at twelve. And the women have been closer than the men, or more mm-hmm. bunched together. Than the, right. than the men have all season long. Here we are, the, the last two games of the year coming up, and and it's still that way. So James Madison and Troy lead with with twelve and four records. Texas State, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion all one game back at eleven and five. Wow. And Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern, and Louisiana Lafayette at ten and six. So, I mean, you know, all of them 
Uh, maybe not Georgia Southern ULL. They got to win both of theirs to have a shot. But the, the point is, that's what one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven teams that got a shot in the last week. That's uh, that's good. Uh, Marshall is at eight and eight, and everybody else uh, is worse than that. So we don't talk about them. Um, but but yeah, man, uh, basketball. I don't know, like basketball. You, um, it's it's hard to say that, but uh, but man, they they yeah, both teams it- really got it rolling. I think it contributes a lot to like baseball and softball kind of sneaking up on us. You know, like in previous years, pretty much by what, like Christmas break, we're like, is it baseball season? Is it baseball mm-hmm. season? And this year has been so fun uh, that like we've just kind of been focused on like what's been happening in Reed Green and then all the excitement. And it's like, oh shoot, baseball's here. Uh, and so. Uh, it's a good problem to have. Uh, not that it's a problem, but uh, it's a good thing. It's a good thing for us to kind of be clicking on uh, in all these sports. So it's it makes it a lot more fun. And baseball, we got started off. I guess you can say we're clicking. We got three victories. Yeah. We knew, we knew Liberty was going to be tough, right? So with three games set, opening up at the, at the Pete uh, this past week, playing Liberty – they have an all-world pitcher going on Friday that we previewed last week that they've been picked to win their league. They're yeah. headed in the Conference USA, you know, bless their hearts, um, uh, next year. So they're still in the Atlantic Sun this year. The point is, we weren't starting off with a cupcake. Not at all. We kind of got word that, that Tanner Hall might have been feeling a little bit under the weather. Um, he, he got the start on Friday anyway. Uh, the Golden Eagles end up winning the the opener 3 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Um both pitchers, both starting pitchers were, were limited with, with their pitch counts. It was freezing. First game of the year, and both of them are awesome. I get it. They were both limited to, to right around 75 pitches. Hall ends up getting the victory. He goes five innings pitched, five Ks, two walks, and one hit. Obviously, zero runs given up. And the Eagles pitching staff, they just keep doing it. You know, yeah. Oz is the pitcher whisperer. Um, they, they, the staff combines for a one hit shutout, Tyler Martin, the uh, Nebraska transfer that we traded for Charlie Fisher for, yeah. uh, comes in and goes three innings pitch, three Ks. And then Justin storm came out of the pen for his first save of the year. I guess he's going to be that guy. Uh, he goes one inning pitched with two Ks and just had a, had, had just this, this presence about him out there that he really grew up last year. We saw a little bit of it. And um, and we saw it again on on Friday night. So mm-hmm. good to see. Uh, Black Johnson had him a day. Went three for three with a bomb. That it, the wind was blowing directly in, yeah. and it was freezing. If we didn't have Cooper's um, solo stove, so, yeah, whatever that smokeless thing is, yeah, <laughs> then I don't know how I could. I, I would have had to get inside the truck and lay down. Is how cold it was, and I was yes. layered up to the you know to the. Yeah, I look like the Michelin man out there. I had so many layers on, and it did not matter. It was cutting through everything I had on. Uh, And everybody always says, like, well, the players are out there. They're moving around. I'm like, you don't move around that much. It was freezing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dustin Dickerson also had a good day. Went one for two with three walks and a triple. Um, Southern Miss hitters struck out 16 times, so obviously we're going to need to clean that up. But a lot of it had to do with the guy that we talked about, like Garrett Horn. He's a stud. He's a lefty. He throws a million miles an hour, spots it up, didn't walk anybody. Um, still, you know, 16, that's kind of a lot, which led to us stranding 13 runners. So we won the game three to nothing. It kind of felt like we won it nine to nothing. Yeah. Uh, but, just, but, but, but just could never 
uh, get people in. In fact, we left the bases loaded three different times. So needed to clean that up just a little bit more. Uh, Matthew Etzel knocked in his first run of the season, knocking in black. Uh, and, and like we said, J- Johnson with that home run, obviously it was the first home run of the season for the Eagles. Yeah. That brings us to game two. You want to get us caught up on game two? Yeah. So game two, uh, Eagles won that one as well. Two, one, um, a little bit closer, uh, on this one, uh, Liberty out hit Southern miss six to three, but Southern miss cuts down on the strikeouts to just nine this game compared to Liberty who had 15. Matt Adams gets the start uh, and through five innings, had seven Ks, walked one. Uh, Sylvie Cross comes in and shuts the door, uh, gets the W coming in relief and really showed out. Uh, four innings pitched, three hits, one walk, eight Ks. Um, yeah, Sively was such a welcome surprise. He's the kid from Summerall, right? Yeah. So, yep. Really weird name. Real, I say weird name, cool name, Sively Cross. Yeah. K-R-O-S for the last name. Uh, he's got this this interesting delivery, kind of parts flying all over the place and just filled it up, man, threw harder than I thought he did. So anyway, go ahead. He, he, but but yeah, Sively, no, it was, Sively uh, look, for as good as Matt Adams looked, I thought the story of the game was Sively. Um, yeah, coming on and just and just dominating. So anyway, he's yeah. I mean, was, at one point, I remember just kind of looking up. I'm like, is he still in? It was just one of those like you know, you get right. late in the game and we we change it up. We throw a one one inning and one inning and uh, I saw something and just he just kept going back out there and and really dominated the second half of this game. So Southern Miss scores uh, once in the seventh and once in the eighth to win it. Tate Parker drove in his first uh, with a ground ball up the middle that was knocked down behind second base. Uh, Peto uh, does what he does and kind of got on his horse and hustled around and scored from second. Uh, Gabe Lacey with the game-winning hit in the eighth inning. Um, but to get there, Barry went kind of small ball, and so Johnson reached on the error. Danny Lynch sacked bunts him over. Lacey singles through the right side to score Faust, uh, who came in to pitch run. So... Uh, Adam look, Adams obviously looked good to kind of kick us off. Uh, Sively was impressive. And again, the Eagles found a way, a little bit of Pete Taylor Park magic uh, early in the season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things where it's, uh, you know, Friday night, uh, obviously we had Tanner Hall and, and, and Martin comes in and then you know, Adams game two and then Sively comes in and it's like, uh, you know, there's no drop off once we hit that bullpen. It was almost elevated to a point. So, uh, solid game on Saturday. Yeah, and and the interesting thing about both games is that we've been running a little bit. We've been a yeah. station to station baseball club for quite a while, and it works. And I think that we're gonna have the the kind of hitting team that's has the potential to hit a hundred home runs this year. So you would think that of all years, you would probably stick with that station to station, but we're not. Um, you got guys. Dustin Aggressive. Dickerson just took off from uh, from from second base, uh, stole third base without a throw on Sunday, I believe. You got yeah. Uh, Peto's got a stolen base or two. Um, Etzel's the fastest guy on the team. Faust came in. Uh, so yeah, we're we're playing some small. We're we're running a little bit. We're we're bunting. Danny Lynch with a with a key uh, sacrifice bunt, and it's good to see. It's good to see in a day and age when baseball just keeps going like the different way. You know, strike out, home run. That's kind of it. Yep. You know yep. that we're playing a little, little baseball. Um. So th- that was good, and and that so that's so the Eagles shouldn't at two and zero on the season. 
And we have one more game remaining on Sunday. The weather was going to be perfect. It, it ended up maybe even better than perfect. Like if I had to pick out, if you said, what is your, what are your ideal conditions to go out to a baseball field and watch a game? I think I would say something like happened Sunday. Like, I don't know, like right <laughs> around 68, 70 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. The wind was blowing, but it was blowing a little bit out. So you thought you might get a little bit more home run action. Definitely had some more plays closer to the fence out there where, where we can watch it up close and personal from the roost. So, it was right. a perfect setup, and and we also and we, so we, we knew we were going to get a, a look at Nico Matza on this day, and we sure did. Um, the Eagles come away with a seven to two victory to complete the sweep. Uh, finally, we had some offense. You know, the first two games were great, but we've blabbed on about how good the pitching was, which is you know, which is great to talk about. But by Sunday, we were like, okay, awesome. You know, let's knock some off the wall. Where's all this? Hey. You know, we, we, we've been hearing about these inter-squad games where we're going, like, yep. the final score is 10 to 9. Um, let's see a little bit of that. So, and we had some. So, we score seven, nine hits, four doubles, a home run, and two stolen bases. So, that's pretty good. Uh, Tate Parker, the all-everything-from-Pearl-River Community College, uh, hit his first homer of the season and his first as Golden Eagle. Edsel, Dickerson, Wilkes, and Lynch all hit doubles. Dickerson hit two of them, so he had a triple and two doubles uh, this weekend. But Matza, um, he's the guy that we all wanted to look at. He pitched a few innings last year. He's out of Madison Central High School, I believe, up around Jackson. Um, the few times he came in last year, he, he looked uh, he looked great. So he's been designated as the, as the Sunday guy. He goes five and a third, and he's pitched four hits, one run, six Ks, and two walks. And here's another guy. Which, I, I, how is he going to fit into the rotation? There's so many players that have come in. Billy Oldham yeah. comes in after Matza and kind of got him out of a little trouble and into the next inning. He, he only needed seven pitches to do it, um, and he got a strikeout. Uh, so, so he got two outs and one of them was a strikeout and still only needed seven pitches. <laughs> yep. That's a pretty yep. efficient outing. Um, but he's the guy that, that came in from, ah, uh, where was it? Somewhere up around Connecticut, a, D, a division three school where he was just all everything, like a one point something ERA and just dominated. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so people are like, where's he going to fit in? Well, right now he's in middle relief and maybe that's where he's going to end up. I'm not, I'm not positive. I haven't heard of a midweek starter yet. So maybe he's going to be there. Um, another pitcher that looked fantastic, that is highly uh, talented, highly heralded uh, coming into this season is JB Middleton. Yep. Two innings pitch, four K zero walks. He throws a thousand miles per hour. The ball just comes out of his hand differently. He's a little guy. The, the comparisons to Roy Oswald are going to be made from this point forward. Uh, he just he throws absolute yeah. gasoline and um and he's got he, the off speed he, stuff two innings, to go with it. Yeah, those two innings pitch he threw twenty one pitches, so uh, ten pitches the first inning and eleven pitches the second inning. Four uh, Ks on the six batters that he saw. So uh, I'm sure Liberty the, is like, the, man, <laughs> I can't wait to see like some like like every damn pitcher we bring in. They're like, crap. Yeah, I mean, like we've got a good Friday guy, and we've got and our Saturday guy is pretty good too. As you start getting into the bullpen, you know we score seven runs on, on that on that last day. I'm mm. sure they're like, "Damn it, this is like they're they're this is the seventh guy we face, and he's awesome too." You know, yeah. So, 
I mean, it was uh, very impressive. Uh, I think the roost was kind of buzzing out there. Everybody after the game was talking about uh, how electric every you know, a lot of the pitchers looked this weekend, and so feeling good about it from that side. Justin Storm comes in once again to close it out. He goes one inning pitched, one hit, one run, and one K. Uh, the USM pitcher struck out 12 Liberty, Liberty Flames on the day, and we only struck out seven times ourselves. So started off the, the first thing game, 16 Ks. The next game, like, I don't know, nine Ks or something, and then, then down to seven. So it, it looks like that was addressed and – Right, and I saw ball. on Twitter, and you know you can't believe everything you see, but the home run at the end given up by Storm, right? The kind of last ninth inning, that was the only extra base hit that Liberty had all weekend. I believe so. One extra base hit. That's impressive. Very impressive. Um, so Dickerson was the lone eagle with multiple hits. He had two of them. He started the year off hot again. Last year he did the same thing the first month of the season. Killed it. So good to see uh, uh, one of our leaders out there at shortstop uh, doing his thing. Yep. Russo got the nod at DH for this game. I was looking forward to watching him. He, he was swinging for the fences <laughs> every time. And I like seeing that, man. He was in attack yeah. mode. Uh, he didn't quite get it done, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, he's, I've met his dad. His dad's awesome. Um, he's a great player. Um, and, and he got a shot. Uh, and, and Rodrigo Montenegro was another, uh, change in the in the starting lineup. He started behind the plate. Typically, that's what you're going to do. You're going to play one guy Friday, Saturday, and then you're at a ground Sunday. You just can't catch every damn game. Although Rodrigo had to do it for 21 games straight last year. <laughs> um, yep. And and Wilkes, the guy who was taken out, Russo got to start ahead of him in the DH role. He ends up coming in late and gets a pinch hit single. So who knows? Maybe that gets him going. I'm not sure, right? Um, but but when Wilkes is going good, there's he's the kind of he's the, the kind of player that can, you know, he'll you'll just bang your head against the wall. He'll go like, zero for eleven with seven Ks, and then he'll turn around and go eight of eleven with four bombs. So right, uh, that's yep. what you get out of him. He's prettiest swing on the team, um, and can he can he he can hit it a mile? It's just who knows? Maybe that gets him going a little bit. And and but the, the biggest thing, and we alluded to it in the open, was was or one of the, maybe not the biggest thing. The biggest thing was getting the sweep. But yeah. we've been wondering who this fathead was, yeah, for quite a while. Couldn't get it out of John. Couldn't get it out of Mister Rick. Couldn't get it out of Sutton. Nobody knew. Really thought Dickerson was was going to get the nod. Um, but as we stuck around, uh, like an hour after the game, we see Peto walking down and. And and talking uh, to to the guys, right, Mr. Rick and John and all them, and we just kind of ended up there for this yeah. ceremony. John got everybody up, and the, the family was there, and uh, and and I guess everybody who had some input on, on who was going to get the fat head was was there in attendance. And you know, he picks one guy per year. He he said some very nice words about Carson, and and uh, and and then. You know, flipped around the fat head, and everybody gave applause for the big tuna. And yeah, it was a it was cool a nice moment. little moment. It was great. Uh, happy for Peto. Uh, I mean, he he exemplifies what Southern Miss is about, and what uh, really what Scott Berry kind of instills in these guys. I mean, Dickerson talked about it when he came on the show, and 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 
you know, it's more than baseball with Coach Barry and, and in our program. It's about making making these guys into men and and people that they're that all these kids look up to and they're respected and, and and a lot goes into that. So uh it was really cool to be there and get to experience that. Um so awesome. Speaking of men that play baseball, our guys yeah. play baseball and they played so good that they have found themselves in all of the baseball polls. So here's the there's so many polls now. These are the <laughs> ones ridiculous. that I looked up and for yeah. the remainder of the year, unless we find some better ones, I'm going to stick with these five and and see how we go up and down uh, throughout the uh, baseball season. So coming in, it, we'll start it off with Baseball America. Baseball America has the Eagles at number 18. The NCBWA, which is the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association, I'm uh, pretty sure. Bravo. Yeah. Have those at number 15, D1 Baseball. We come in at number 18. The USA Today Coaches Poll has us in number 19. And it's a new one that I found out today, but they had us at number eight. So I threw them in there. College yeah. Baseball Nation. I checked them out. They do have like 30,000 Twitter followers and they have a website. That's pretty That's legit. Legit. Um, legit enough. Over, over a lot of other rankings that are out there. So they've got us at number eight. I think that's really cool. So we're going to continue to push them. Uh, throughout the year uh next up for the golden eagles what we got pilo yeah so looking ahead uh obviously we're recording this on monday night it will be released late tonight uh and most of you will probably listen starting tomorrow the uh, 21st on tuesday so if you're listening, uh, come to the Pete tonight, uh, 6 p.m. So uh, we face, we host UNO, uh, and if you've been around Southern Miss baseball, you know we usually pick them up uh, midweek uh, every year, and they're they're always pretty good, pretty chippy, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. always hit the ball real well. And so it's it's definitely not a cupcake. So uh, we're gonna have to bring it. Uh, I'm interested to see who we who we have on the mound and um after the midweek we host illinois so the illini coming to hattiesburg uh friday 6 p.m saturday 2 p.m and sunday <clears throat> excuse me sunday at noon so we're kind of hitting that uh, normal schedule that we're mostly used to for baseball so uh it's gonna be that's four baseball games in the next what five days so uh good times and putting a bow kind of on this whole conversation i want us to kind of pay attention to uh liberty this year i i, I just feel like that squad is going to be really good i i mean um I, I, we may yeah, it may, I, be, I, a while, I, I it may be a while till we see a complete i think they have three really good pitchers and I think they and they didn't kick it around trouble. out there, yeah. right? Nope. Uh, it's not like we struck everybody out. So, right no, they, yeah. I think they're 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 a very solid baseball club. We're we're very lucky to get away yeah. with with a sweep. Yeah, everybody always um, thinks you would you would just kind of kick off a season with like a Virginia Military Institute or something, and you know we're not doing that. We're playing real teams, uh, and and we're not losing games uh, on opening weekend. So I'm looking at I got my Weather Channel app pulled up right here, and you yeah. talked about the the, the game times uh, for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It looks like there's kind of a chance for rain, like 24% on Friday, 17% Saturday, 14% Sunday. That's, that's pretty normal. <laughs> for, yep. You know that might as well from be spring. Zero. That's yeah zero. Yeah, that's yep. pretty normal. But let, let, check out these temperatures. Temperatures are gonna be way better. Friday, a high of 76, low of 66. So basically uh. the same all day. 
That's perfect. That's in the it's a sweet spot right there. Saturday yeah. high of eighty four, low of sixty three. You might you, that's the short stay. No jeans that day. Eighty four yeah. and sixty three. And what what did you say the Saturday game starts two o'clock noon. Oh Saturday two, yeah Sunday noon. Sunday basically the same thing. Eighty three degrees and sixty five degrees. So oh, noon man. start. Ooh, love it. That's gonna be fantastic. I'm gonna skip ahead just a hair, and I'm gonna hit up with the, with the Southern Miss stats information just because it focuses on baseball before we get into softball. Yeah, go ahead. So Southern Miss stats. Remember, you can follow him at USM underscore stats underscore info. Per the NCAA website, USM is tied for first in team ERA at zero point six seven. Tied for fourth in hits allowed per nine at four point zero per game. Tied for 15th in double plays turn per game at 1.33. The unofficially, uh, well, unofficially USM baseball attendance ranks in at number seven. Uh, for the three games that we had 15,852 fans in attendance, which, uh, so that comes in at number seven in the country. The top six, uh, as much as I hate to say it, they do it right, <laughs> you know. So the top six are all SEC schools. So to come in number seven right behind that, um, is pretty solid and it speaks well of the state of Mississippi with because Ole Miss and state are obviously ranked in that top six as well. So that is the stats and you can again, follow him at USM underscore stats underscore info. That brings us to softball. So let's talk a little softball. Um, Softball has got an eight and one record. The, the lone loss of the season coming to Tulsa uh, only lost that game four to two. So uh, Coach Natalie Poole really has it rolling over there. Lady Eagles beat Southern University seventeen to nothing last Wednesday. Then started the Golden Eagle Invitational. Remember that name, Golden Eagle Invitational, because we're going to get a little a, a little weird with all of the names of the tournaments that we have. Uh, so the Golden Eagle Invitational was last week. Um, no, it was this week. Uh, not to be confused with previous week's uh, Black and Gold Invitational. So, in that one, we beat all Corn State thirteen to eight in the first game. Hannah Borden, Lorna Agren, and Jana Lee with two hits apiece. Paige Kilgore got the start in the circle, didn't go well. Yeah. She didn't last long. Warning and pitched four runs. She's going to do better. Uh, Jana Lee came in and just came to the rescue. She went two and two thirds. Uh, three earned runs. Morgan Linestock came in to close it out three and a third, zero runs and nine Ks. She continues to be dominant. Uh, Linestock credited with the win in this one, moving her to three and O on the season. Then we played Tulsa. Pilo, what about that game? Yeah. So that game uh, we lost, that was a first uh, loss of the season, lost four, two as a pitcher's duel. Uh, Mara Moore getting the best of uh, Morgan Linestock. Both pitchers go the distance. Moore, seven innings pitched, uh, two earned runs, only three Ks, six hits. Linestock uh, tossed seven innings, nine hits, uh, four earned runs, six Ks, four walks. So, um, you know. Yeah, I guess uh, she's human. You know, like last week she like give up nothing, right? <laughs> right, yeah, and threw like 400 pitches. Um, right. So, Scout Jennings, the only Lady Eagle uh, with multiple hits. Uh, she had two doubles. That leads us to the next game. We beat SIUE. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you know, I'm on their Southern website. Southern Illinois University East? What, what is the E? Maybe. I don't know. 
Yeah, I'm S-I-U-E. on their website, and I and I they don't really even say their name in full anywhere. So I did uh, the same thing earlier, and I just keep seeing the letters. <laughs> so we bought we lost. So we so yeah. we played a bunch of letters. Okay. Um, Jana Lee goes the distance. She uh, gave up four hits, eight Ks, zero walks, and knocked in the only run of the game on a double. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> nothing wrong Have with that. Night. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so that was a very good game. Which leads us to I'll take this one too. Uh, we okay. beat Alcorn State in the next game nine to two. Eleven hits for the Lady Eagles. Jana Lee again. You're gonna hear that name a lot this year apparently. And mm-hmm. Jana Lee and Paris Ferguson with two hits each. Jana Lee goes seven innings again for the win. Struck out five and walked zero. So she's awesome. Yeah. So following that, uh, the Lady Eagles beat beat Jacksonville State uh, four to one. Hannah Borden. Uh, cranked out a home run, that's what she does. Uh, Paige Kilgore with a, another good outing, two innings, two point two uh, two and two thirds innings pitched, only giving up one earned run. Uh, and Linestock came in to close this one out, uh, pitched four, uh, four and a third, only gave up one hit, seven Ks. So yeah, looking so ahead, well, that's the second time that Linestock's done that. Yeah. Linestock has uh, has come in after the, the the starter just went a little bit and they just handed it over to Linestock, and she went the the majority of the game. So yeah, it's, it's, mean, it's, she's Natalie Poole's just got some some mojo working over there. Yeah, it's it's like this recipe you mix in. It's Jana, it's Paige, it's uh, Linestock, and so uh, it's just getting them in the right order, and then it works. Jana, so. Paige, Linestock, oh my. <laughs> Uh, next up for the Lady Eagles, uh, looks like they travel to Mississippi Valley State uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow uh, on the twenty first, and uh, in the Itabina Hot Sun, Itabina, um, and then they're back home uh, for another. This is where the weird uh, names come in. Yeah, yeah, another uh, tournament, the Hub City Challenge, Black and Gold Invitational, Golden Eagle Invitational, and now. So if you've been Hub keeping City up, Challenge. yeah, yeah. So yeah, so if you've been keeping up, we started off with the Black and Gold Invitational, yeah. then we go to the Golden Eagle Invitational. Now we're at the Hub City Challenge. I don't know where I don't know where you go next. If you have another, I think tournament, you go with uh, the To the Top Talk Invitational. To the Top Talk, we might have to pay money for that. That's uh, where. Well, that's okay. where the, that's, the Toby that, Barker the Invitational. Toby Barker, that's what you have to do. The yeah, Leaf River, uh, the Leaf River Invitational. That's the next one. Bring Waterburger Gordon, to Hattiesburg. Gordon's Creek Invitational. <laughs> but look, so all jokes aside, the Hub City Challenge. Yeah. Tell me if this sounds weird or not. Uh, Yale's coming to town. What? <laughs> I mean, it said Yale. I'm assuming that's the only Yale that it could be. We play yeah. Yale on February. Yeah, we play them February 24th and 25th. Then okay. we uh, so 25th we have a doubleheader. So Yale. And then Arkansas Pine Bluff after that, because that makes sense. And yeah. then we finish it out with Nichols uh, on the 26th. But yeah, Yale coming to town. Maybe Yale is by the 4th Street Bar. Is that a, is that a Yale kind of bar? Uh, it's more like a Brown University kind of bar. Mm. It's still, it's still uh, Ivy League, you know, maybe not. I don't know. I could see some Harvard graduates going to Fourth Street. Man, do we have any Ivy League locations around Hattiesburg? Like, well, if, if you're like, oh, he's from the Ivy League, where do you, where do you send them? I don't know. Hmm. Purple Parrot. It's not there anymore. Well, they still have a room. It's kind of they have the room. That would be the spot. Once a month. Yeah. That would be the spot. You got it. Or you know the new Bourbon downtown. 
yeah. Bourbon on front. Definitely not Donatelli's. <laughs> you mean they, they would, wouldn't want the, they they wouldn't want the zero chance ranch no. dressing not optional salad. The neon can't beat our meat sign. <laughs> I didn't make it oh, up. Man. That's not a yeah, dirty. It's, it's not it's dirty. True. It's it's worth it's on, the trip. it's on the sign. It's awesome. Hey, I love Donatelli's. It's my oh, favorite. Great it, food. It, it, there, there is no better atmosphere or, or no better uh, not atmosphere. Um, Ambient. Well, it's yeah. dollar dollar bills on the wall type place. Everybody signed it. I got a couple of them somewhere. We can go find them. Um. Anyway, uh, so all right, dude. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. So Southern Miss Golf is also doing some stuff. You're the big golfer. Yeah. You gonna get yeah, us caught up on it. some golf? Yeah. So, uh, the men's golf team competed in the Hal Williams Collegiate at Magnolia Grove uh, on Mobile. Your place. In Mobile. Yeah, that's where I played uh, the coldest round of golf that we talked about. Um, and the course was in great shape. Eddie, uh, coach uh, for the men's team, told me it was rolling great. And I think they still had the pin locations from the tournament because we played, you know, right after. Because, mm-hmm. uh, man, it was brutal. Uh, the fact that we had some guys shoot in the 60s is kind of mind-boggling to me after right. um, our foursome didn't do that great. Uh, so anyway, the uh, men's golf team finished fourth overall. Uh, number five in the country, Illinois, won the event. Uh, good for them. Uh, Arkansas finished second. Kansas State third. Uh, in the goal that's the strong. Field. That's a strong yeah. row of, of, of teams right there. I mean, that's kind of a who's who in, in, in golf land. It is. Um, it's a 15-team event. So, you know, finishing fourth, solid. Uh, grad mm-hmm. transfer Cameron Clark led the way with a 72 and a pair of 68s, which, man, wow, uh, is impressive. A final score of 208, uh, good enough for ninth overall. Uh, good luck with this name. Yeah, you really teed me up. Uh, Thong Pipat, Pipat, um, and I'm not even attempting that last name. <laughs> Shoots 70, 74, 69, 213 total, and comes in um, at 25. Shane. Uh, I need you to give me a rundown on that name because I know you would always nail it every time. Uh, Golden Eagles uh, currently competing in the Bayou City Collegiate in Houston, hosted by Rice. Um, so they're currently playing right now. Um, well, not physically right now, but this week. Uh, and then next up for Eddie Brescher and the guys uh, will be the March 5th through March 7th at Grand National in Opelika great course uh at the duffner tiger invitational i'm assuming hosted by auburn yeah hosted by auburn and tiger woods no it's not the auburn Tigers. yeah i love some <laughs> jason duffner there yeah duffnering where did that go i i, I could do that remember that remember that hashtag challenge duffner i do yeah the one thing i actually I saw do. duffner at the tour championship the year that Duffnering was uh, really popular and Keegan Bradley did it in the fairway. You remember that? Like he sat down and pretended <laughs> to do Duffner in the middle of a fairway in a tournament. Uh, that was at uh, the tour championship and we were there. So anyway, random. Very good. Um, so yeah, man, we're getting kind of towards the end of yeah. the show here, but you know, just, I- I'm trying to just put into words, what this past weekend was like, you know, our good buddy, Paul Apian. Yeah. And his family came down and they live in Chattanooga. 
Paul went to school here, played golf here, and is a golf pro up in Chattanooga. And yep. um, they squeezed like everything in. They squeezed in basketball. Um, they, I think they made the Friday baseball game. Mm-hmm. Then they made Friday baseball, Saturday basketball, Saturday baseball. Probably missed the Mardi Gras because you couldn't if you went to basketball. And then had sun, and then came to Sunday baseball because it was so early. And then drove back to Chattanooga afterwards, and yeah, he even made the comment to me. He's like, "Man, it's so cool there." He's like, "Man, I love Chattanooga, and I do. We do too. We, my family's been on vacation to Chattanooga uh, two years straight now. Um, I'd never been before. We just went mm-hmm. kind of on a whim, and I really love it up there. But we do have something special around Hattiesburg. It's it's so close by. They stayed at the Indigo. My house is not yeah. far from there." Um, everything is just here. I don't know what all they got to do outside of that, but just e- even all the stuff that I just mentioned, yeah, is, I mean, is more than a weekend's worth of stuff. I think Paul mentioned to me at the end on Sunday while we were kind of chatting because we had we actually had a couple of classes together, so we were at Southern at the same time, and uh, I hadn't seen him in years. But he said that I think he was making a YouTube video of kind of their whole trip. So I'm super excited to kind of see that. He did. And he had the he had the GoPro. Yeah, so I think we're gonna, he's going to edit while. it up and, and kind of do his little trip, and so we'll have to... Uh, the kids sure loved he make, it. If he makes that public, but if he does, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely help him out and push it. But Well, I'm going to totally ruin one part of it if he does make it public, but this is really cool. <laughs> he sent yeah. me a video of after the, <laughs> after the Sunday baseball game, his youngest son, I forget his name, but his youngest son was in the back seat, and I don't know how long this went on, but the video that he sent me was probably 30 or 40 seconds. And it was nothing but the kid in the back seat just going, throw it in the dirt. Then the rest of the family <laughs> saying dirt. <laughs> so great. So they're oh, ate up with Southern Miss and it's really good to see. Uh, they got their picture made with Seymour at the game. And anyway, yeah, you, hopefully you guys will see the video when it comes out. Um, and if you are going to take a picture with Seymour, or anything or anywhere else on campus or anywhere else that you might be. I know a spot where you can go and buy some new t-shirts. Don't forget about the to the top talk merchandise site, uh, new baseball designs, uh, coming very, have you put the baseball out yet? Yeah. Yeah. There's some baseball there. And let me do, let me say this. There is, uh, a shirt that we specifically designed for kids and it's only available in youth sizes. Um, and maybe one normal like adult size, but is that the growing ra- up? It, yeah, it says raised in the roost, and that's it. it. Has, yeah, raised in the uh, roost. It has the the plate outline. It's got two bats, a ball on there. Uh, it's a really fun shirt, and we have it available in, in some different colors too. So, uh, you, you know, everybody that has kids out there that is is doing a variety of things behind the wall, uh, you know, from ball games and throwing rocks and anything. Uh, you, you need one of those shirts, so uh, definitely go check it out. You do, and if you're a family, that means you have more than one person that you're going to buy for. And don't forget, Absolutely. if you buy five things, you get free shipping, Yeah, which is incredible. Um, so go to bonfire.com slash store slash to the top talk and do your thing right there. To the top talk tour, still got a few spots available. Hit us up. You know where to do that at. Email us at to the top talk at gmail.com if you want to play. It's going to be awesome. It is April 21st and 22nd. Rider Cup Rider Cup style 
golf event. All of the money goes to Southern Miss Golf. And it's going to be really fun. Me and Pila will be out there. You can meet us. If Just come out there. I'll let you in. If you want to come out there. No, I won't. I'm not going to let you in. <laughs> you probably will win, but I'm not going to let you in. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you're going to have a good time, though. I promise you that. And once you have a good time on the golf course, uh, we that's what we did last year, too. But We, we did we, do we this went last to, year. Yeah, we, we went to the, the 4th Street Bar Yeah. Um, right afterwards. So don't forget. Four Street Bar, now the sponsor of To The Top Talk. Four Street Bar and Grill, always the place to be pre and post game for every USM sporting event. They have all the games on if you can't make it to the game. There's a $9.95 plate lunches Monday through Friday. These are home style plate lunches. We're getting to Lent. Yep. They get you covered on Fridays. It's catfish every single Friday. It's good catfish. I don't know where they get it from. Or how they fry it or anything like that, but it's awesome. It's not the super thick. It's not the super thin. I don't like people. A lot of people like that super thin. I'm not a huge fan. I, I like the normal damn catfish, and they got it. And it's good. It's not burnt. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, whatever better they use. You may or may up. not be serenaded by Marchant Guinea uh, if there's an 80s song on there. Yeah. I think that happened last year. A little Africa. Yeah. Toto action. Um, Shout outs, man. What you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I got so many people. Uh, uh, we could be here all night. Uh, as as you kind of make that walk, uh, you know, in the gate and stopping at every little stop, uh, kind of making it out to spot 39. I mean, so many people to kind of catch up with that. Um, I had lots of folks actually stop me and say how much they've been enjoying the podcast and, um, you know, loved what we were doing. And so, uh, good shout out to, to everybody that, that I talked to. And, um, I've officially morphed, um, from Pilo to Luke Combs. So I'm Luke Combs just a couple months out of the year. So I can't <laughs> round that corner to hit John Smith and his group without somebody yelling out Luke. Uh, and it's usually Rick Maddox or somebody related to Rick, uh, Rick Maddox. Um, and so I uh, love that. I mean, I look forward to it, uh, every game. And so, uh, huge shout out there to all those folks and to Coop. I mean, what an upgrade for spot 39. If, if you've been coming out there, um, uh, you need to come see us this year. Um, and for another reason, cause after on Tuesday, tomorrow's game, we're going to have something new added to right around spot 39. Oh, I'm that's not, right. Not gonna, I'm not going to say it. But you're gonna want to come see it. So if you're like, man, I always wanted to come out there, uh, you need to come out Tuesday night and come say hey to us because uh, we're gonna have something awesome out there, kind of added to our spot. Um, so that, and then I uh, got to meet a friend of yours and and somebody I've recognized. I'd, I've honestly never met him, but he stopped us on Sunday and and got a picture with us after uh, after Sunday's game. Uh, Thomas Green. Uh, Greeny. So, yeah, shout out to him. Uh, we had a good chat kind of in the parking lot there, the natatorium, and uh, took a picture. And, uh, man, huge Southern Miss fan, and uh, a shout out to him. So, Yeah, yeah Greeny's the best. Greeny was uh, was manager here when a million years ago. And Greeny's one of the only people left on earth that know that at one point I wasn't horrible at baseball. So, yeah, <laughs> great to see Greeny. 
I want to give a few shout outs myself. Yeah, uh, we already mentioned it. Paul uh, Apian and his family, his uh, lovely wife, uh, Leah, and their two children. So good to finally meet him. We've known him for a while on Twitter and our uh, message threads and all that, but mm-hmm. um, I've never actually met him in person. So nice to finally uh, put a put, put a face to the to the name and all the conversations that we've had, um, you know, digitally. Also uh, ran into Billy Duckworth, saw him at the basketball game on Saturday, I believe. Um, his son, Matt, and I are fraternity brothers, mm-hmm. and um, good to see uh, Mr. Billy. Um, I want to give a shout-out to DJ, DJ Cujo. He made a little video highlighting the the Louisiana Lafayette sellout game that he DJed at, and he yeah. used some of our audio for it. So I'm so glad that we said, you know, we didn't sound horrible. <laughs> I listened to it. <laughs> I was like, number one, we're really complimentary, but yeah, it, that, it was great, you know. And number two, we it sounded probably better than you know I'm sounding right now, so it was it was good. Uh, he probably does a way better editing job than we do. Um, yeah, we wanted to give a, a shout out to, to DJ Cujo. Uh, Rick Zachary commented with some kind words on Twitter about the Rick Maddox interview, um, but he did correct us on one thing. He said that Rick Maddox is not the godfather of the roost, but he is the ambassador of the roost. I like it. So I knew he was called something. I knew it wasn't the mayor. The godfather sounded awesome. Yeah. Um, but he's the ambassador. So now we, now, now we know. And last shout out, uh, I saw MC Price, saw her on the court after Saturday. She came up and said hello. Uh, introduced herself another yeah, another person that we follow on Twitter and um, and she seems great and nice to finally put a face with the uh, with a name there in person so that was great man um, what a week uh, we got another one starting up tomorrow night uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we close this puppy down yeah no I mean um, uh, I'm looking forward to another week and then really looking forward to getting back out of the peat tomorrow night and uh, for the weekend. So I think it's a great time. And like Jason said earlier, it's going to be great weather. Um, I am extremely nerdy about weather and I'm always kind of checking in on it multiple times a day. So it looks like it's going to be as about as good as it can be for late February uh, in Mississippi. And so, uh, you know, if you have an opportunity, get out there tomorrow night. If not, uh, we'll see you at the weekend. And again, come out and see us in Roost Spot 39. No doubt. Well, guys, I, I really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thanks for listening in today, whatever day you might have listened in and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P. Lowry. Follow us on all the social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag, to the top talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina. Ohio State 
Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601 408 9980. 